Hello, Judith. Good evening. <laughs> we are, y'all, we are burning the midnight oil tonight. We are. I'll tell you, sometimes it's hard for two working women to get together just to have a good time and podcast. Right. This is, um, so yeah. welcome to the Coach's Cup. Yes. <laughs> the midnight version. Yeah. I'm, I'm Judith Fender. I'm Coach Judith Fender. I'm one of the amazing coaches with the No BS Weight Loss Program. Any time of day or night, you're amazing. And I am Sonia Green. I am a women's empowerment coach with Sonia Green Coaching. Dang, Sonia. I know. <laughs> that just know. sounds so good. Better after midnight. No, it, it really, folks, it really isn't that late here. But well, for us, you, we're you like. got an hour ahead uh, behind me. It's I, my bedtime. That's, that's true. No, we are, we are both early to bed, early to rise kind of gals. Mm-hmm. And so for us, this is the midnight oil. So right. welcome to the coaches cup where today we're going to talk about perfectionism. But before we do, mm-hmm. if, if anybody is watching on our YouTube channel, I want you to see our amazing new coaches cup. Look at that. Our they, faces on a mug. These are <laughs> These are really nice mugs too. We picked out some 15 ounce mugs mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. hold some, we're drinking, well, I'm drinking water right now. Uh, I am. <laughs> well, whatever you want to put in your cup, we, we encourage water, tea, coffee, something like that. I have a but little- you could win one. Mm-hmm, Tell mm-hmm. them how they could win one, Coach Judith. You could leave us a five-star review and a written review. We need to be sure to emphasize that, that it's not just the five-star. We need your words and we want to help like get other women, other people, anyone you think that could benefit from hearing our our wisdom, our midnight wisdom. We, um, yeah, we're just trying to get the word out. And we both agreed that we would rather take this money and make fun things than try to spend on advertising. So you could win a fun mug for just leaving some words. Yeah. And I do, I'm glad you said that because several people have left, like they've literally left five-star reviews and we, we love you for doing that folks. But when you leave just five stars, it doesn't record who you are. You have to actually write words (laughs) for us to know who you are. So let me go over really quickly. We've had two weeks of winners And if you will, if I call your handle that you've used for your review, if you will just email me at Sonia, S-O-N-Y-A, at SoniaGreenCoaching.com with the mailing address you want me to, to ship this to, we'll ship it out to you. But if you have given us just a star review. If you'll go back and put some words into that review, then your name will go in the drawing because then we'll have your name captured. Right now, we don't know who you are. But the first week, the winners were J.K. Wagner and Melinda's Flowing. Oh, I didn't write any more than that. Melinda, M-A-L-I-N-D-A, apostrophe S, Flowing. And I don't, there was something after that, but I don't remember what it was. Sorry, Melinda, you should know. That's, that's good enough. Email me. Yeah. Melinda flowing. Yeah. And then this week it is Seattle 98065 Mm. and T Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-C-P-A. So 
If the four of you could email me at Sonia at SoniaGreenCoaching.com and just shoot me your address, we will be sending you some mugs. Sweet. Yeah. All right. You want to tell us what we're talking about today, Judith? Oh my gosh. Perfectionism. Perfectionism, y'all. Yes. (laughs) We are here with it. Mm. Because... If you are a high achieving person, man or woman, we speak from a woman's point of view, but you probably struggle with some perfectionism in your life, right? I'm going to go with agreed on that. I don't know. (laughs) Guilty as charged. (laughs) (laughs) How can you not? (laughs) Exactly. But many times we just talk about the bad kind of perfectionism that keeps us from moving forward. And there's actually two different kinds of perfectionism. Yes. What are those? They are the adaptive kind of perfectionism. The The adaptive kind is where you actually like are optimistic and move towards things. And you like want to develop the skills. It's a healthier type of approach to your work. And the opposite of that, of course, would be the maladaptive type of perfectionism. And that's where um, people are really never satisfied with what they achieve. And if it isn't perfect, they'll dismiss it. Um, They are more likely to experience fear, fear of failure, anxiety, unhappiness, um, painful emotions. And we know that all perfectionism, everything that we think about comes from a thought. Mm-hmm. But I think when I'm thinking about this, the biggest way to know if you have healthy perfectionism—that <laughs> midnight oil, y'all—perfectionism, <laughs> then that's coming from a positive thought, a a thought that energizes you, it charges you up. If you're living with the maladaptive perfectionism, it's always from mm-hmm. fear, from not feeling worthy. Right. Um, it's that, that like the hallmark of a um, maladaptive perfectionist would be that inner critic, that inner yeah. negative self-talk is yeah, the bottom yeah. line. Yeah. And so it's probably not surprising. Uh, most of you know that I coach, I coach women with imposter syndrome. It's, it's not surprising that perfectionism and imposter syndrome really overlap in so many places. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah. Because people feel like they're not worthy. Talk more about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, women start feeling or people start feeling unworthy. It's not just, it's mostly women and minorities who deal with it, but you know, some, um, some white males also mm. deal with it, but it's mm. just that creeping in belief that I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm here by luck or by chance or whatever. And so I have to earn my keep. Mm. And if you're thinking on one hand that you're not worthy and on the other hand that you have to earn your keep, those are never going to balance out. Yeah. It's, mm. it's something you've got to give yourself some grace on. Yeah. You know, it's, it's real quiet on that one. I'm like, huh, I think I've said that a time or two. <laughs> well, we do, you know, and, and it just, it just goes to the power of coaching that we still deal with these things. We say that all the time. Yeah. You know, somebody, I was listening to a podcast the other day 
I don't remember who it was right now, but that coach said, if you have a half managed mind, you can still live an amazing life. Right. You can still be successful. You can still accomplish so many more things if it's just half managed. Mm. And, you know, many times coaches have a half managed mind, right? We're not right. perfect. No, no. And, you know, and I, what's, what I think is so interesting about this, like, since we're just like getting personal is, you know, I consider myself to so many levels, like imperfect and I really can lean into it. I'm open. I'm honest. Yes, I'm yeah. willing to just stick it all out there, but it's little things here lately. I've been working on, um, productivity tasks uh-huh. to increase my productivity mm-hmm. and it's detail oriented. It has me, you know, trying to focus on managing my time better things. I haven't had to practice in a very long time. And it is, it's causing some anxiety because I'm, I'm having lots of thoughts and feelings about how I'm avoiding it because yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, well, it's just not going to be good enough. Well, I don't know my goal. And you know, with this and I'm like, can it, can't even come up with a goal and what? Cause I just like to, I, the story I tell myself, which has served me well, it's just keep going. You know, I'm just going to keep going and have fun and something excites me. I'm going to go towards it. Yeah. So what's, what's getting in your way now? Just putting it on paper. It's not how I've typically rolled. Mm-hmm. Well, and we've talked about this before. I don't know if you know, if you remember, oh, I'm sure you remember, but we've talked before about how you don't like to write things down. You'd rather talk your way through yeah. them. <laughs> you know, the do line is my favorite thing. The action mm-hmm. line. Yeah. If there's something I want, I do it. <laughs> but when it comes to details and managing and, and I get it and I want to do this, but I'm also very aware. That's the fun thing. When we have awareness, mm-hmm. I'm very aware of how I am talking to myself. I'm very aware how I'm avoiding it and what I'm making it mean, how I'm showing up in other areas of my life. Mm-hmm. And that in and of itself is very unrewarding. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the place we put ourselves in, right? That's where perfectionism puts us. I have been in projects where I'm working on the positive side of perfectionism Mm -hmm. where, and and this is how you always know. I mean, you get that energy where you could just work for days on a project because you're just getting energized by it. You love it. You could just, you know, keep going. But it doesn't take, but just a small shift, something that we're not as comfortable with, something that reminds us of something from our, our youth. Somebody told us at some point that we weren't good at this or that we're better at this than we are at that. Mm -hmm. And we can veer off from that, from that positive perspective perfectionism. (laughs) I'm really having trouble with that word tonight to that negative side and those beliefs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Um, I I was all in when you were talking about, you know, things that, that feeling that has you moving towards it. Mm -hmm. Something you want to do is like, like podcasting or coaching or self-development. Like I love all that stuff. Yes. Love it. I, I, I love it. And, and here's what I also know that I'm whining about this. And I know if I could put my nose to the grind for five minutes and just get some words on the paper and just show up on the paper that really, that's all that I need to do. 
Mm-hmm. But I've made this orchestrated. I've printed all the papers. I've got it all organized. I feel very highly like feels productive. Uh-huh. Yes. But it's not. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you're in that in that consumption. Yeah. Well phase of printing is production. <laughs> what up? Sonia? <laughs> Work with me on this one now. <laughs> you <laughs> all can. To, no, no critical feedback, please. Positive yeah, yeah, feedback. yeah. That's funny. If you all could see the looks right now that we're passing <laughs> back and forth. Anyway, you had, you've been looking at, we've been kind of looking at different people's views of perfectionism, but you had quote, I think from Brene Brown. I actually, yeah, I think I have two really good ones. Uh, one where she says, that perfectionism is a 20 ton shield that we think it will keep us from being hurt. But in reality, it keeps us from being seen and hidden and avoiding and fearful. Yes. And it's so true because that's what sort of what I'm talking about. Like this particular project, it has me feeling in a small way Mm -hmm. about myself when I show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I was in a cycle of that for, uh, for several years. I found myself hiding years. Yes. Years. Yes. And, and the cause of it has everything to do with that next quote that you have from Mm. her. It's when perfectionism is driving. Oh my gosh. Yes. That shame is riding shotgun. Brene Brown. Yes. I love that quote so much because so much of what, when we, when we talk about emotions in the coaching world, we're all, we're, we're teaching our clients about, you know, who's, who's right beside you. Like you can put anxiety right beside you. Mm-hmm. You can strap. I tell my clients, you can strap it in. It gets to ride there all day long, but it just doesn't get to touch the steering wheel. And that's exactly what she's saying. Like there is shame right there. You're very aware of it every step of the way with perfectionism. It's just one failure to, to shame. Because again, perfectionism is rooted in fear and not feeling worthy. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's shame that leads us not to feel worthy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you all, but there is no feeling that I try to avoid more than shame. Oh, I hate that. It is. There is no upside to shame. Mm -hmm. Mm-mm. And I love I, the only comfort I find in shame is that it's universally felt. It feels just as yeah. bad on you as it does on me. <laughs> yes. Yes. We all feel it. We all have our moments. Well, and with any of them, another thing I really like that she says is that shame can't survive with a light on it. Right. It can't survive in the light. Right. Shame so talk- thrives in the darkness. Right. So talking about it, you know, sharing with other people, working on it, getting coaching on it. Yeah. Super helpful. And I find that a lot in my private clients that that's a, that's a common, the shame it, one is unfamiliar there, the, the ability to, to, uh, define what they're feeling. Yeah. And we do a lot of work on body scanning and trying to, you know, because it feels so bad. You, you run your whole life trying to avoid feeling it. Yes. Well, and let's, let's think about this with perfectionism. I know I I have coached multiple women on this and I bet you have too. They start talking about their perfectionism and you see this correlation 
the shame that they're feeling, you know, between the perfectionism and the shame that they're feeling, because, well, I want to make sure I'm doing my part. I'm not, I want to make sure everybody knows that I'm doing enough, that I'm blah, blah, blah. And you look at them and say, if your colleague were doing this and this and this, would you think that they're not doing enough? Right. right. And what do they say every time? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> They would never feel that way about somebody else. They would never feel that somebody else reacting or doing their job the way they are isn't doing enough. But boy, we throw on that shame shawl Mm -hmm. just as quick as we can because we don't feel worthy. Yeah. And it's not good enough, not worthy that it, what is the problem with perfectionism? So like the, the problem when it becomes, it can affect your health, right? Mm-hmm. Because it also, when you're in the stages of procrastinating or avoiding work, anxiety gets to kick in yeah. because you you have awareness of what's going on and you start obsessing over what you're thinking and it, it can affect how, how you show up both personally and professionally. Yeah. It keeps us from, you know, it, it's funny. We're trying to work toward being perfect but actually the way we show up is just the opposite. We mm-hmm. show up small. We show up ashamed. Ugh. And you're never going to be your best self. You're never going to perform in the way you want to when you're carrying that maladaptive perfectionism where it's just not going to happen. So we've come up with some ways to overcome mm-hmm. the maladaptive perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the first one is to challenge your behavior, make a list of things you think that you must be perfect at. And with each one of those, write down why you believe that this activity must be perfect. Yeah. Um, Like if you think you, you resist delegating tasks to someone like Sonia, we were doing a little pre-gaming about, you don't let your husband do the laundry (laughs) or you can't do the laundry. No, I'm the only one that can do it. I mean, I have to do it. And boy, we take that on. I, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things I'm, I'm on to myself when I hear me saying things like, well, I should, or I have to, mm. when I start using those, I should, I must, I have to, I'm on to myself pretty quickly because right. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. You know, this, this cycle that I'm learning about myself that with, and really identifying because it's so much, I do so much talk in the weight loss world about self-sabotage, mm-hmm. but thinking of perfectionism as a self-sabotaging behavior profession. Absolutely. And when I, when I read that cognitively and try to understand it, I find it quite devastating mm-hmm. when I went to wrap my brain around and I'm really feeling motivated and inspired to do something about this. So that brings us into this, when we are challenging the behavior and why you believe it needs to be perfect. You want to be sure to do like, keep it small and doable and do like one thing at a time, because otherwise it's going to lead you to the next big feeling and that's overwhelmed. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the wrong thing to do, you definitely want to challenge your behaviors, but the wrong thing to do with perfectionism is to say, well, I'm just throwing all that out and I'm going to have a whole new plan that I start tomorrow. Yep. 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 That is, oh, how many it's times? Classic. It's 
classic. And it's, an, yes. and from when I zoom out and I say this y'all with, with like a zoom out perspective, but it's, it almost becomes, and not funny is not the right word, but it's so predictable yes. to see in people. That's what I want to say. It's so predictable. Yeah. And so all we do is replace one kind of perfectionism with another. Carl Lowenthal calls it perfectionistic fantasies that we right. have. You know, that sounds so good, <laughs> but like, oh, <laughs> myself doing it. I mean, I, I was, I was listening to, to one of her podcasts prepping for this and I was like, Oh, that's what I've been doing. And you know, we, you know, our brains are, are complex and boy, they'll, they'll be quick to say, well, we'll just replace that one with this one. And Ooh, that's better. And all it does is it's another way to just overwhelm yourself. 100%, 100%. So that kind of, it rolls us into the number two and that's setting realistic goals. We don't want to set your objectives so high that you, there's no hope of achieving them. Mm -mm. So we want to make sure that, um, that your life goals, career goals, whatever your weight loss goals, your calendaring goals, whatever you're doing needs to be super doable. And yeah, yeah. Back them up. I mean, when I, when I'm really trying to overcome perfectionism, I'll back them down to like just two or three things that I know I am on lock with those two or three things. I will commit to them no matter what. Right. It's really comforting too. When you do that. Yes. This is what I can do. This is what I have control over and I can do this. Can I just do, you know, well, the whole thing, you know, with, with perfectionism is we are out of integrity with ourselves. We haven't talked about integrity in a few months, but it's always on my mind. You know, I try to stay in integrity with myself. And if I'm not keeping up with the plan I have, then I'm not in integrity. Somewhere in my mind, it's it's just cooking away. That shame's cooking away because I'm not in integrity with myself. You know, and it's it's so um, it's so true in that when I, when I think of when I'm not in integrity with myself, I'm reminded I'm hurting myself. This is me yes. actively hurting myself. Yes. No one else is doing this, Judith. No one else has said one word to you. This is all from your thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Soaking in a big pot of shame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's, number three, listen to your emotions. If you're mm. feeling anxious or unhappy about a task, and your instincts could be telling you that you're trying to achieve something that's not doable or it's impossible. You need to adjust, listen to yourself, listen to the emotion, check in yeah, and adjust your target. Yeah. We're not saying listen to that voice and accept it. Mm-hmm. It's listen to it and be on to your brain. Be on to your brain. That's so well said. Perfect. Yeah, because if and if you notice yourself negative self-talking, that's a big indicator yes. that you're getting into that, you know, uh, negative self-talk and judge self-judgment and just being aware. Yeah. But usually most people, I, and I'm this way too, it's a feeling before we name the thought. The thought happens first, but but we usually feel the feeling first. That is so me. And you know, I'm really surprised. I have quite a few clients that are thought first. Really? Yes, I know. Hmm. It's I am a feelings. A hundred percent will catch myself. I think think generally most people are, you know, because they'll be 
we'll, we'll have a feeling and we can't even name like other than just, I'll feel like a heavy blanket on, on me. And I'm like, why am I feeling this way? And it really takes some work sometimes to name it. Sometimes I'm onto myself, but sometimes it takes a little work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The next one is don't fear mistakes. And this gets into what we talked about last week with our portal. Yeah. Talk about our portal, Judith. (laughs) You know, this is where learning that mistakes are part of life and not being afraid to push yourself and try new things. Mm-hmm. And this is where James Joyce calls mistakes, the portals of discovery. And we were talking about, oh, that's like when my son was in the pool with his friend and his friend did the, you know, welcome to the portal. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. With his, <laughs> it was just so cute. And my son just loved it. So, you know, thinking of this as your portal into learning about yourself. Yeah. What can perfectionism teach me about myself? It's going to teach you to learn to accept yourself. If you go through the portal, it's the portal to self-acceptance. Yes. Yes. And everybody goes through it. Well, everybody experiences <laughs> it. The portal shows up to take Wait, everybody what are they for a ride. They go through that, Sonia. What are you talking about? Everybody goes through the portal. <laughs> yeah. No, everybody doesn't, but everybody could if they chose to. Yeah. And, and those who do get the reward they know yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so they, they they get the benefits for sure yeah I like this number five readjust your personal rules yeah living by if your rules are rigid you might need to uh check in with yourself if you've got to check your emails five or ten times before you hit send mm-hmm. get on Get on to yourself. That reminds me. I heard Andrew Huberman. I was listening to a podcast of his this morning and you and I haven't talked about this yet, but I want us to investigate this a little bit more, but he's taught, he is right now in this period where he has what he calls 25 no-goes a day. Mm. And they are things that he, he will not let himself do. Mm. To try to, what what he's trying to do is basically build his integrity with himself and his ability to, I guess, control his outcomes. Is this like the stress tolerance? Maybe, probably a little bit of that. Yeah. Feeling discomfort and working yeah. through it. Yeah. But he, um, he was talking about that today. And I, I think I was thinking about readjusting my personal rules. And he said it can be something as simple as he's working and he wants to get up and get a drink of water. And he's like, no, Mm. I will sit here until this task is done. Mm. Even though it's so easy to say, well, you need to hydrate. You need to drink your how many ounces a day, but he won't let himself do it. Mm. You know, that's really a powerful thing. When I think about like urges, like working through urges. Mm. Yes. Feeling the emotion, feeling the discomfort, yes. Filling up, building up his. I think that is distress tolerance. Yeah, it may be. Not it may be. He's pretty smart. I'm, I wouldn't challenge yeah, he him. Is. On that. He is. No, no, you're right. But I, I love that, and I haven't really had the chance to think about that in terms of perfectionism. But that whole ability to readjust your goals, mm-hmm. I think, to really re-see what your goals are and what they're doing for you. So that maybe that's something we'll explore later, but the next one is focus on the bigger picture. 
And I love this one because this is something that I teach with people with imposter syndrome all the time. And this isn't the only way you could take it. But when I think about it, this is the way I go with it. In imposter syndrome, people feel unworthy and they feel like everybody is always watching them because everybody thinks they're unworthy. Mm. And the truth of the matter is in the bigger picture, who are we all watching? ourselves. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. right? Cause per- perfectionism causes tunnel vision. Yes. Like so microscopically focused on yourself. Yes. Laser focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you focus, if you pull out <laughs> and focus on the bigger picture, you'll see that nobody's really looking at you. Everybody's got their nose to the grindstone, trying to do their part, mm-hmm. trying yeah. to carry their own burdens. And then that's actually a good way to think about when you look at the bigger picture, it helps reduce your urge to want to be perfect, right? Because yes. it's getting you out of that narrow focus. Yes. It's because that the urge is to stay narrow. How am yes. I doing wrong and critical and keep pushing? Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, that goes, I mean, that ties back to the very first thing we talked about challenging your behaviors. Mm-hmm. It, it's not about you folks. And that's a load off. I mean, when you realize that nobody's really looking at you and, you know, it's not, the world is not, they don't hold the spotlight on you. That's a load off. Right. Well, that let's leads right into number seven. Yep. <laughs> Relax and go with the flow y'all. You know, that one sounds really simple, right? But you've got to work through those other six steps before you get there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You got to kind of breathe in between, allow some space for yourself, Mm. go outside. And, you know, like for me, I think about my 30 minute meditation. If anybody follows me on Instagram, just Judy, I think that's what my handle is. Yeah, it Uh, is. I do a 30 minute meditation every day on the calm app. And so it gives me a nice little picture. It gives me something to put on my Instagram stories. And there are always insightful little quotes, you know, just allowing yourself some time during the day to switch off. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I love that. Switch off. Fun and- fact, I, I listened to the same cal- Calm app meditation for like a year and a half now. Non-judgment, releasing non-judgment. <laughs> no, I, I have, I have some of those, some of those um, meditations that I do on audible. They're free on audible. If you, if you have an audible account, And I have some that I go back to over and over again. There's just a handful that I use over and over again. But again, it helps to move you away from that narrow focus on yourself. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to relax into. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about completing the stress cycle. If you're dealing with perfectionism, you're on the verge of burnout. You got a stress cycle you need to complete, (laughs) folks. Mm-hmm. And so go back and listen to that episode and listen to the ways that we talked about completing the stress cycle. All of them go back or most of them go back to this idea of relaxing, finding some way to burn off that stress. If you're right. feeling unworthy all the time, if you're feeling like you're not doing enough folks, you're cooking some low level stress. Right. And that's again, check in with your emotions. Yeah. Feel your feelings, process the emotions, allow some space to be human, to be human, to be imperfect. Yeah. That's our, that's the goal. I am 
Yeah, I, I'm it, speaking of being imperfect. I'm going to put my head down. I don't know if anybody's watching us on YouTube, but I'm scanning my notes for any last nuggets. <laughs> of wisdom. I know I, I have. I've been working. We've been working on this one, letting this one cook for a while. Right. But I think if I if I could just leave people with one tip out of all of these. I would say that the one thing that I'd want to do is to get into a doable habit, something doable where you're not looking at the task as this huge mountain that you have to accomplish perfectly today. I love that. Just revise it, narrow it down. Just do one thing on that plan, Judith. (laughs) And and be in integrity with yourself, right? Absolutely. And it just like drop the shame shawl and show up. This is not hard, but my brain sure does want to make it hard. And this, this for me, I'm going to leave y'all with a quote. This is yet another Brene Brown because I have it right here in front of me. And it's kind of how you might feel if you were wrapped in perfectionism. You can't do anything great if you are wearing the straight jacket of what people will think. (sighs) Oh, that's so good. Solid. Yes. All right. Well, folks, perfectionism. (laughs) If you are looking for coaching on any of the issues that we cover, then you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com. And you can find me over at the No BS Weight Loss Program. One of the amazing coaches over there. I'm going to get a better tagline than that. I just can't go. You are an amazing coach. I don't know a better tagline than that. If you know a perfectionist, if you love a perfectionist, share this episode with them. Not only does it help get the word out about what we're trying to do, helping empower women, empower people. You know, we talk to women a lot because we're women, but, but I know that there are a few men out there who listen to us too. So share, share that message with them. Our goal is to help as many people to touch as many lives as we can. And if you want an amazing coffee mug, right? 15 ounces, that holds, that holds two cups of water. There you go. Then leave us a review, a written review, not just, not just the stars, but a written review on iTunes. And we would be happy to put your name in the drawing. We're drawing at least through Thanksgiving. And then who knows, we might have something else fun within the new year to draw for. But for now, these are pretty awesome, I think. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Until next week. Bye y'all. Bye.